As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Greetings and welcome back to One True Pod, the Athletics Big 12 kind of football podcast here on the Andy Staples Show and Friends uh, podcast feed. Thank you all so much for listening. I'm Jason Kersey, joined by Max Olson. Sam Kahn will join us in a few minutes as we kind of go through the uh, bet MGM over under win totals for each team. We're going to have some fun and, and uh, make some predictions. But before we get into that, Max, uh, you had some great new reporting uh, on the Big 12 and uh, and the future of the Big 12 in light of this alliance that I, I'm sure those of you who listen to this podcast feed have heard a lot about the alliance, the Big 10, Pac-12, and ACC um, thing, whatever it is. And, uh, and Gentlemen's so, agreement, I, I guess yeah. we can call it, you know. The gentleman's agreement. That's good. I think, I think Andy um, called it a common law marriage. There's lots of creative uh, descriptions for uh, this alliance that, uh, you know, no one needs to put in writing because, uh, you know, these these grown men have looked each other in the eye. Yeah. And and we never see people, you know, uh, clandestinely behind the scenes scheme uh, in college athletics. No, that never not, happens. Not in this conference, man. Hell no. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but Max, uh, I'll just give the floor to you for a minute. And we'll we'll talk about it a little bit, to, you know, kind of run us through your latest reporting and, and uh, what you've what you've learned. Well, first of all, uh, dear listener, I apologize uh, for my in advance for my performance today because uh, I'm dealing with some kind of sickness here, not COVID, but some kind of sickness. So, you know, the the uncertain state of the Big 12 is potentially killing me. I, I don't really know what, what's going on, Max, Jason. Max, this is this is your flu slash food poisoning game right here today. <laughs> yes, you that's right. That's right. <laughs> So I'm just going to, you know, try and get through this without coughing and, uh, and sounding horrible. Um, you know, uh, what we reported yesterday on The Athletic is sort of a, a, another check-in on the state of things in the Big 12 in light of the alliance. Uh, certainly the, the formation of that, um, you know, once again, kind of came as a surprise to, you know, leadership in the Big 12, especially with, um, you know, how Bob Bowlesby had approached George Klievkoff about talking strategic partnership. Obviously, Klevkov turned around and, and did his own uh, partnership with the uh, two other leagues. So, you know, clearly those those three commissioners, uh, relatively newly hired commissioners, uh, felt that there was strength in numbers with, with the 41 schools and their membership working together to, you know, oppose the SEC on, um, well, all sorts of stuff. I guess we'll see. But uh, where does that leave the Big 12? I think the, the, the one sort of uncertainty this week is, is, you know, the PAC 12 is going to uh, make some sort of announcement uh, by the end of this week about whether they wish to expand. You know, my, my expectation based on sources I've talked to, including, you know, at, at, at schools that would be interested in joining the PAC 12 is they, they don't think the PAC 12 is going to announce that they're interested in expansion at this time. That doesn't mean that may never happen in the future. Obviously their TV deals up in 2024. So there's time to revisit that thinking. Um, I would be surprised if, if George Cleveland came out and said the PAC 12 wants to expand, uh, you know, beyond its current membership, but we'll see about that this week. Um, you know, if, 
if the Pac-12 is not looking to expand and, and it seems that the three, you know, members of this alliance are, are seem content to stand pat, at least in the near future, I'm not saying, you know, never say never in terms of future expansion, but if they're not looking to add members right now, um, then I think the big 12, you know, each of the eight remaining schools has to make their own kind of decision now about do you, if, if, if you are out of other options, then do you work together and just say, all right, we're, this is the eight of us. We have to go out and, you know, start thinking realistically about the big 12 2.0, or I guess 3.0, really, when you think about it. And what does that look like? Who do we need to add in terms of uh, new membership? What, what's the right number? 8, 10, 12, 14, whatever. Um, you know, will, will the leaders in the conference, you know, the decision makers, the 80s and presidents, you know, will they can, can they get on the same page about um, when to expand? Who, you know, who would be the targets in that situation? Or, or do they want to kind of keep pushing this off down the road, thinking that, hey, you know, we, um, you know, it, that it might be a rash decision to, to, to explore that. And, and there's lots of competing interests here. There's um, some members of the Big 12 that still really want to get into the Pac-12 or, or other Power 5 leagues and want to keep their options open in case things change a lot in the next few years. And so can you get them engaged and, and committed to, you know, a future in the Big 12? Um, you've, you've got this big hurdle of Texas and Oklahoma, and you don't know, you know, they say they're going to stay until the summer of 2025. Jason, you and I, you and I know, like, do you believe that? Does everyone believe that in the Big Twelve? <laughs> right, right. I yeah. I mean, that's the interesting thing is you know in the OU has been very quiet throughout this this last month. I think for legal reasons, but the few times I've been able to talk to some sources at, at OU, I mean, they they say even on background, they at this point intend to stay through twenty twenty five. Now I don't know. Sure, you know. I don't sure. know if they're just saying that because they have to, I, I, I don't know. It's very, it's very, uh, very hard to tell. It, it is. There's, you know, there is a point of view from those, those two sides, those two schools of we'll wait it out. We don't want to pay any money. We don't want to pay 75, $80 million. So for now, our stance is that we're going to stay and wait. Um, you know, as I, as I reported yesterday, if they want to join the SEC, um, in the summer of 2023, which I think is probably a more plausible timeline if, in terms of leaving early, then they would need to give notice to the Big 12 by the end of December, if that's the case, because 18 months is, is required within the bylaws. So maybe they're just saying, we'll, we'll stay quiet. And then, you know, at the end of the year, we'll, we'll send that letter and we'll get that thing going and, and start that mess. We'll see about that. I, I don't have a great, great sense of where that's going. And nobody does in the Big 12. And so that part of it, also complicates, you know, do you be proactive about talking about new members for the Big 12 or do you have to wait until they leave to uh, to actually go down that road? And so that's kind of the un uncertain uh, position that they're in right now. Again, lots of like varying viewpoints on, on, you know, you've got eight different presidents and eight different ADs that have different interests and, and, and different uh, priorities and, and also different levels of pressure from from their own boards about what they need to do. Um, and to go along with that pressure, you know, as we reported yesterday, um, you know, I, I, because I get a lot of questions about this from people ever since the news of the Alliance came out, I, I get a lot of questions about is Bob Bowles being in trouble? And, um, you know, that's another topic where, you know, you get a lot of conflicting viewpoints. You hear um, some tell you that, that you know, presidents and, uh, you know, that, that a, a number of, of presidents are frustrated or anxious and then others say well you know the presidents in that room that have carry a little more weight that that um you know are more influential on this uh haven't lost faith in bullsby and and are still allies of his so i think that part of it um is also very unclear in terms of what's the future there and you know can bob bullsby make a very compelling uh, case to these presidents um you know in the weeks and months ahead about the plan he's got to fix the big 12 and, and give it a, you know, secure future. And can you get everybody on board with that? So uh, I, I know there's not a, a lot of definitive things in that, but that's kind of where it's at. And certainly if they, if they go down the road on expansion um, you know, that I think from what I've been told, some of the logical targets would be uh, BYU, Cincinnati, UCF. Um, I, I think that uh, certainly you could put Boise state on that list too. And, and, you know, potentially USF, um, and, and other members of the, the AAC and Mountain West, I think, would be considered. Um, most of them have reached out to the Big 12 already 
with interest. I know a bunch of them are lobbying. You know, I'm, I'm sure that Houston, SMU, Memphis, others want to get into the Big 12. So um, if they open the door to expansion, I think it'll be very interesting. Uh, but right now, it's, it's, it seems like it's a little bit tricky to get everyone to agree that it's time to, you know, pivot into that phase of it. Wow, that is a lot of great information, Max. Um, that was long-winded, but I didn't cough that much. I didn't cough during it, so you know we made it. We made it through. Well, now I, I think it's going to. Yeah, I did. I did. I, I'm going to decline considerably from here, but I got that all out of my system. And now Sam Con Jr. is here with us. How you doing, buddy? Sam, I'm good. I'm over here uh, marking down my Big Twelve schedule, so I'm prepared for the over/unders. <laughs> Have any of you guys put your own money into this yet? I have, no. and I don't do that. I'm not really, I'm not, my, my gambling days are over. I did that when I was a little bit younger, man. I got kids. Yeah. I, I don't have as much disposable income to be throwing around on the, on college football Same. games. Same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't have kids, but I do have a dog that I spoil. So, you know, that I, I, I spend all my money on him and on karate geese, as you can see That's behind right. me here, um, as we talked about on last week's episode um, or, or two weeks ago. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Anyway, yeah, so we thought it'd be fun on this uh, this episode to kind of go through the the over under from our our new partner, BetMGM, the Athletics' new uh, new partner. Uh, they have um, you know put out their over under for win totals for the uh, the ten Big Twelve teams, and we're just going to kind of go through each team and and talk about the over under and, and see where we all land on it. Um, but we are and, we are uh, not betting experts. That's that's for sure. Far from it. Far, at least in my case, far from it. But we're going to do our best here. Um, how do we want to do this, guys? Do we want to go in alphabetical order? Is yeah, let's that do that. The easiest one? Okay, sure. Okay. Let's start that. Let's go in alphabetical order. Obviously, we start with Baylor. Um, Baylor, uh, the over-under for their win total is set at five and a half. Uh, who wants to go first? Uh, uh, Sam, what do you got? I have, Sam, I'm going to – okay, so we're going to – let me pull up Baylor's schedule as we're sitting here. Come on, come like on, their non-conference. They got – Texas. So here's what I'm going to start with that opener against Texas state. I know a lot of Baylor fans are going to write that one off, but that one is actually a little bit tough because they're on the road. Uh, it's te Texas state has brought in a lot of transfers, got a lot of talent, and this is a new offense. And, and the biggest question for Baylor, I think their defense is going to be really good. Offensive line, I think is the one that's a little bit question mark. I think Gary Bohannon, who was named the starter earlier this week, I think he's going to do great, but they've got that, that, Talent and depth on the offensive line is the biggest, biggest question mark for them. So, uh, but I, so I, I had put that game as kind of on an upset watch, but I do think at the end of the day, they will win that game. Uh, then they've got TSU in non-conference. They got BYU in the middle of the season, which will be an interesting one, but five and a half over under. And again, guys, we're, we're just talking regular season with these. Yeah. 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 We're not, we're not including postseason or bowl no. games or anything like that. No. I think they're going to probably be around a five or six win team. So I'm going to say under. Okay. You know, obvious disclaimer, there's just so many coin flip games in this conference. So I know that like, it was so hard. Going and what's hard this. for me with this too, is that just like there's, I, I'm almost inclined to say over on like most of these, but I, I guess like you have to, you have to pick some that go under, don't you? I mean, just by nature not, of the way not, the schedule lays out, they all play each other. Like it's, you know, in some years you can look at it and say, man, it looks like there's, you know, nine big 12 teams that could go to bowl games. Right. And this, in terms of the win totals this year, it kind of looks like that, but um, somebody, somebody has got to lose these games, I guess. Right. So 
Um, and this is a year where it seems like there are a bunch of teams that are in kind of that five to seven win range. I, it's interesting. I, I think they, I think they set up to go three and oh, um, but it's just, a, you know, as you mentioned, Sam, the, the Grimes offense, you know, how long does it take to get that really flowing and really, you know, um, working consistently? You've got inexperienced quarterback, certainly. I think I'm torn on this. One. What do you think, Jason? I said over, but just barely. If the over under is five and a half, I, I have them at six. Um six wins. I, I think they, they lose five in conference and then I have them losing to BYU when I went through the, uh, uh, the schedule. Um, now I'm realizing as I'm looking at this though, I do have to put a disclaimer here that I made a few mistakes along the way where I've said someone's going to win and then someone else is going to win that game down the okay. way. That's all right. So I, I, this was not nearly as, uh, as, um, crisp as I had hoped it would be. So I'm going to have to adjust a little bit as we go, but Baylor's one where I, I, I say six, I think they're just over, over the five and a half. I'll, I will, I will go with that. I think six is right. Um, the BYU game that they have to play October 16th, which is interesting scheduling wise, you don't see that whole lot in, in this conference. Um, I, I think that is, is going to be really challenging e- even with, um, you know, as much familiarity as, as, you know, Baylor's offensive staff has with, with BYU's personnel and maybe BYU comes back down to earth a little bit here without Zach Wilson. But right. um, I, I think you look at the, like at K state and versus Texas tech at the end of that schedule, both feel like kind of 50, 50 games. So like, I feel like this, like you wouldn't feel a whole ton of confidence betting this one. I just feel like, cause it's going to come down to the very end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, so Baylor will be an extremely interesting team to follow um, th- this season be- because of that. Uh, next up is uh, Iowa State, uh, a top 10 preseason team. Everybody's excited about bringing almost everybody back from last year's historic team. Uh, they're over under set at nine and a half, which is that the highest in Iowa State history during a preseason? I would think it would have to be right. Like the, the expectations are higher than so. they've maybe ever been. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Max, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not thinking of a, another season when they're projected to win 10 games. Um, yeah. yeah off the top so of my I'm, head here. Yeah. I, I'm going to say over, but I, you know, this is where we're going to get into this a bit because we're going to have to make some decisions on in, in, in talking through these, we're going to have to sort of, Short cards a little bit about how we actually think the conference race is going to play out. Um, I'm going to go over. I think it's a little. It's you know. Do do you feel great about it? I, you know, just being totally realistic. I don't know because. You know, you've got to like if you lose to Iowa, can you get to ten? Yes, I do think you can. I, I think, think so. you can, can if you lose to Iowa. I think but I think hard. I think I think they can go eight and one in conference. I really do. I, I've, I've got, I've got them. I've got them beating everybody except OU in in conference play. Okay. Okay. All right. So, so that's that's got, a spoiler alert. I've got them going over. I've got Iowa State over nine and a half, even if they lose to Iowa. I just think I just think there is a to me there's Oklahoma Iowa State and I think there's a gap, not a huge gap. But there's a gap between that top two and everybody else in the conference. I think that um, certainly I'm super, super optimistic that Iowa State can. I'm not. I'm not putting them. In, I don't. I don't know. I've made my playoff picks yet, so I got to figure that part out too. But um, I'm super high on what they can be this year. I think there's still an understanding, you know, recognition when you talk with Matt Campbell about you know truly where they're at. That you know they're not the first or second or, or maybe even third most talented team in the conference still from just from pure talent standpoint, that doesn't mean they're not the best coach team in the conference. I think you make that case for sure. Um, so it's just like, you just at Iowa state, you need think a lot of things to break, right? You just can't have three, four, five really key guys that, that are out with season ending injuries. And they, you know, they had a key one on the offensive line last year, but, but other than that, they did. Okay. Um, and, and so it, it takes good breaks. It takes staying healthy. It takes, you know, certainly maximizing their performance. 
in all three months of the season, as we've seen, I'm going to take the over. Uh, and I think they, I think they can, and I think they will beat Iowa. Um, it's just a question of if there are, you know, is there a stretch in the schedule here? You look at and say, Ooh, this could, I mean, the November, the November schedule is not easy. It's not. No, you look at, they've got Texas at home, Texas tech and OU on the road and TCU at home. Yeah. And there's definitely three tough games and we don't know how good Texas tech is going to be. They could make a jump this year, but three of those games are coin flip games. Essentially. I think TCU is good enough to make that a coin flip game, but it is an Ames, which, which helps uh, the Cyclones. So that, that is definitely a tough, a tough way to finish the year. But, uh, but I, like I said, I'm optimistic just because of the depth and the talent that they have coming back. The depth's and, better than it's ever been. There's no yeah. question about that. And, and they've established a winning culture. I mean, what they did last year, I, I think I think their mentality and the way they approach things on a week-to-week basis, I think they're they're going to be mature about it. I don't think they're going to mm-hmm. succumb to the expectations or the, the hype, so to speak. I feel like Campbell does a good job of coaching them in that regard. So I'm high on them. I got them going over nine and a half. I, I have them over as well. Um, I th- I think they'll beat Iowa, but I I have them losing to OU and to TCU. I I okay. I, I I think that's a. I think TCU is going to be good. Um, I, I don't think I don't know that TCU is going to be good enough to get to the Big Twelve championship game, but I do think they'll beat that they beat Iowa state. And again, that, that feels like a little bit of a coin flip game to me. It just feels like another loss would happen somewhere in there. So that's, that's kind of what I have, but I still think they get to 10 wins and I still think they, they play in the big 12 championship game. And you got, maybe, maybe you hope for some snow on the ground on November 26th when the frogs come, come to town there, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Um, next up the, uh, the Kansas Jayhawks uh, and friend of the pod, uh, Lance Leipold, uh, new coach, uh, they're over under is set at one and a half. And, uh, you know, based on the recent history, that's probably fair. Um, I'll just start off and then I'll toss it to Sam. I, I, I'm going to say two, I think they're going to win another game. They're going to beat South Dakota in the first week. And I think they're going to win another game somewhere along the way. I don't know who it's going to be, but I, I, I don't know. I just have a feeling that the momentum, that they're going to get with Leipold. I think that was a good hire. I'm not saying that I think they're going to win the national title anytime soon. I just think there will be some signs of progress this year, including a big 12 win somewhere along the way. And uh, Sam, I'll toss it to you. I, I want to pick them over. I really do because I like Lance Leipold and I think he's going to do a good job there long-term. I just think the circumstances of having to come when he did and not being able to assess the roster until uh, in, in a real way until training camp, because it's hard to really know what you have until you've seen your guys practice in a full way. I mean, summer seven on seven only does so much. Uh, and, and I look at this coastal Carolina game early, uh, the Baylor game, maybe, uh, that that's one or, you know, that I think maybe you look at as, as possibly one you could steal, but again, I think Baylor's going to be improved. I, I, I don't see, I look through the conference schedule and yeah, anything can happen. I think, and I think Leipold, could get him in a position to get an upset, but I just don't, I don't see it. I don't see a win on this big 12 schedule, not this year, but I think next year they'll be able to take a better step forward. You know, you look at the last, you think about the last few years when they were coached, I would say poorly by Les miles. Um, they had a chance to uh, beat Texas tech last year. Um. They the previous year, they did beat Texas Tech and had every opportunity to beat Texas in Austin. Um, so and, you know, also played a close one with West Virginia, too. So in, in, in uh, uh, you know, back in 19. So um, I. So is it possible that they can, you know, when you look at the schedule, where, where do they steal some Big 12 wins? You know, and, and I think let's be realistic here with with a new staff and, and with the unique circumstances that they went through. You know, I think you're, you're going to see a football team that probably looks different in November than they do in September, too. So problem is you don't get the easier game. I mean, what's the closest game on the schedule here? K-State, just in terms of their their chances, K-State on November 6th. 
I, I was thinking maybe about that. I, I was thinking about Texas Tech on October 16th at home, their homecoming game. Um, maybe, maybe Baylor, although I just said Baylor's going to be over and they certainly yeah. won't be if they lose to Kansas. So, um, so I, I see a few possibilities, maybe. If, let's say, if, if, so let's say they beat South Dakota to open, right? If, if you were saying the, 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 the line is, um, the total is one conference win. Would you would you go over under or push? Me personally, yeah. yeah. I would say I would say push. I think they win one. I just don't know which one. What do you, what do you say, Sam? If you, if you had to, if if and I think this is true. If the if the win total for Kansas in conference play is one, would you say over under or push? If it's one. I'll say over tentatively, but I still think those first for two conference games are still play. tough. Right, 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 right. Okay. Yeah, if they're in conference play one, if they win one in conference play, then yeah, I'll say they'll go over. Because if they're good enough to win a conference game, then they should win one of their non-conference games. Okay. All right. I can see them. I think they'll steal one Big 12 game. I don't know which one that is, um, but I think they'll steal one. And that's just out of respect for this staff. And certainly they've lost a lot of talent in this offseason, um, you know, for to the portal and all that too. So uh, you know, as much as they, you know, bringing in the, the Buffalo transfers as blue shirts was a, was a really savvy move to try and fill some holes. But, um, you know, I think it's, a, it's, as we talked about last year with dealing with the pandemic too, like it's just year zero, you know, so you can't, you can't expect too much, but I think they'll be better by the end of the year. I just, you know, uh, as for the overall hell, I'll, I'll take the over, I'll take, I'll take over one and a half, Let, let's, let's go Jayhawks. You heard it here first. Max Olson predicts Kansas will beat Oklahoma this year. You heard it here first. On Whoa. Um, Whoa. <laughs> you, you watched a close Puka made it close one year against KU, right? That's or true. Against OU. That, yeah. That was yeah, a little bit of a was, danger, danger zone there. Tiny bit. It was. Ky- Puka Williams and Kansas almost beat Kyler Murray. That's well, no, was it, it was. Well, which one? Was it that year? Yeah, it was, wasn't it? It Jeez. was 18. Yep. It wasn't the Jalen Hurts here. Yeah. Okay. Wow. It was wow. 18. Yeah. It was, uh, didn't he run for like, like 240 yards or something like that? Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. They couldn't tackle Puka. And that was also after David Beatty had been fired, but was still coaching out the rest of the season. So he was a lame duck. So that was a, that was an interesting evening. Um, I think that's one of the nights when Lincoln Riley broke out the, uh, the Tom Herman trademarked winning is hard. Uh, i'm pretty sure he said that that night okay so um, (laughs) moving on to uh the uh other team in the sunflower state kansas state who uh has beaten oklahoma two years in a row um is in year three of chris Kleiman. uh the over under is set at five and a half um max why don't you go first this time i want to say over do you guys want to talk me out of that Nope, I'm I'm with you on that. I've got them over. I've got them winning four conference games. I'm you got them winning four conference games. That's yep. Uh, okay, that's interesting. I do. See, I, I, I we we talked about this last week when when we did our Big Twelve preview roundtable. I'm high on, on on the Wildcats. Yeah, just you know with with Deuce Vaughn going his sophomore year with Skylar Thompson healthy, if he can stay healthy, uh, I th- I think this team is is ready for a jump. So I've got I've got them beaten. Uh, four teams in the conference and and with their non-conference schedule, I think that helps put them over. You know, they're of all the teams in this conference. Are, are they the ones where you look at it and say, man, that non-conference schedule could kind of go either way. Yeah, I think so with Stanford and Nevada. And I'm, I'm not trying to overrate Stanford here. I, I do think that's going to be a super close game. And, and there's a lot we don't know about Stanford too, but I just think with, um, you know, and I know there's a healthy respect at K-State for Stanford and for what Jane Norvell has done at Nevada and, and, and certainly they've got a, 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 what looks to be a future NFL quarterback there and Carson strongly in the way. Um, I think those are, those are pretty like, we're going to find out pretty quick about K state. And, you know, I think if you like with Stanford, Nevada, if, if you split those um, you look at that schedule, the, the fear I have just in terms of the over is just, you look at it and say, man, what if they start two and four? Right. Right. I, I and I I would say I think that's the thing is I have them splitting I, even if they split those two, uh, which who knows if they split Stanford Nevada, I still think they're good enough to to get to six because uh, they'll they'll beat Southern Illinois. Yeah. So I I, I think they're in good shape. 
uh, overall. Um, the, the, I, I just think they're the further it sets along. Up, it's very front loaded the schedule. Yeah. So like there's yeah. a, there, it sets up well for for them to really go on a run. Um, you know, from sort of mid October on. Um, yeah. The way the way the season ends though, you got Kansas, West Virginia, Baylor, and Texas. And I think those are all winnable games. I think for Kansas State. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, if I was picking a day, I'm probably picking Texas to beat them. But those other three. Kansas, West Virginia, Baylor. I think those are three games they win. I, I see, think K-State goes to a bowl. What do, what do you think, Jason? See, I, and it pains me to say it because you guys know how I feel about Deuce Vaughn, but I've got him under. I've got him at five because uh, I, I think they're going to lose one of those early season games. And I have to say to both of you, did neither of you guys watch Veep? It's Nev- Nevada. Or, Nevada. No, Nevada. Nevada is what it is. Oh, my God. I'm screwing it Sam, up now. You guys Sam said it. Nevada. I, said I say Nevada. Nevada. I say Nevada. No, no. You said Nevada, Max. I heard you say it. It's Nevada. I said Nevada. I don't think you Sam said Nevada. We need to roll the tape. We need to roll the tape back. It doesn't matter. I don't think I've said Nevada (laughs) in my life. I I can't. It doesn't even sound natural saying Nevada. It just sounds. It sounds weird for me. I know Max watched Veep. Did you watch Veep, Sam? I did not. There's there's a whole season where they're doing a recount in Nevada, and Selena keeps saying Nevada, and they keep correcting her. Nevada. (laughs) Um. And even I screwed it up, though, when I was trying to point out that, that you screwed it up. So my bad. Um, but anyway, back to the back, back to the point. I, I think they split those games. Um, and then I just look at the rest of the schedule. I just think, again, like we were saying earlier, there's so many toss up games in this conference. I mean, you say that, you know, West Virginia and Baylor are definite wins. I could see them losing those two games. Um, I think they'll beat Kansas, but um tcu iowa state oklahoma now they do have oklahoma's number a, a little bit here uh so perhaps they they win again win that one again it's in manhattan that's been a tough place for ou to play historically uh the last several years so um but i i, I don't i don't know i'm looking at it. i could see him going to six but i have him at five wow so. wow jason i you know i think it's interesting because you could say um you know, you, you could you could argue like, well, Skylar Thompson's back, and I think that makes the offense more dynamic. But you almost feel like a little bit better about that they do have an experienced backup too. You know, like yep. if things are not breaking totally right, if Skylar Thompson's not the same, and I think he will bounce back to 100% here, but at least they know they like Will Howard too, you know? So, so you could see, I yeah. feel like even if they go through some adversity this year, you know, there, how many teams in the Big 12 can say, maybe I guess Texas and oh shit, probably OU, but I mean, how many of them could say like, yeah, we really like our two quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. It w- yeah. It's not going to be like last year where Will Howard's getting thrown into the fire in the middle of the season and still learning everything. It, it's, yeah. He's in a lot better place right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I will note that while Sam is talking up Kansas state, he is wearing a purple shirt. So the tc applies to tcu too sir that's right comes which we'll find out we'll find out later in that in the podcast um all right next uh oklahoma and i realize as i talk trash to sam i'm actually wearing a red shirt so homer um, it's not it's not an ou shirt i promise um but we'll, we'll go to the sooners their over under is set at 11 which, uh, you know, is pretty high, but this is going to be a pretty good team. So uh, I'm very curious to hear what you guys think about this because I, I, I think I have it at a push because they always tend to lose a conference game somewhere along the way, and it's usually not one you expect them to lose. And so I, I don't know who it's going to be, but I, I feel like there will be a loss somewhere along the way. Um, so I have them right at 11 for the regular season. I still think they're going to win the big 12 and make the playoff. I just think they will lose somewhere along the way. In reality, I feel like pushing two because I think 11 and one is right on the money, but I don't like pushing in these things. I like actually picking over under. So I'm going to have some guts and pick over. I'm going to say they're going to run the table. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I'm going to have some balls and say they're running the table uh, in the conference. And in the non-conference, uh, I, th- I think I think they run the table and go twelve and zero. Max, I know you're picking Nebraska to beat them, but what else? Oh do you God, think? no! Oh God! No. <laughs> um, Come on, be a homer, Max. Uh, okay, here's <laughs> Homer Hour on the here, here, here's pod. The, <laughs> um, here's the thing. 
Go Cougs. I can't. <laughs> I know this is like some a little bit of I don't know. This is cognitive dissonance or whatever. But I feel like if I were a betting man, I feel like I would bet on OU making the playoff, and I would bet the under. You know what I mean? I'm not saying both of those will happen, but I would almost hedge that I'm pretty sure one of those two will happen. Like, I think I will pick Oklahoma to make the playoff, but you just alone, if you're just looking at that number, I would say, I would say under. So you think they make it at 10 and two? There's no way. No, no, no. I'm not saying they make the playoff at 10 and two. I think they will make uh, the playoff, but if I were just making a bet on the over under, okay. Oh, I, uh, I, I see. I see. I think I kind of like the under in this situation. Okay. And I'm not saying okay. that's just because, that's just because they lost two conference games last year. And, and obviously that, you know, they got on that run and they, you know, once they lose that conference game, they always get on that run and, and, and are right. super hard to beat. Um, and certainly like I could see Oklahoma also like losing the big 12 title game, but that's not part of this number. So I, I would, I would probably would push on 11, but you know, gun to my head, I would go, I would go under. And, and I, you know, I was, I was thinking today, Jason, like, okay, since Lincoln Riley got to Norman in 2015, and I'm not not wishing this on, on. I'm just pointing this out in terms of um, kind of the unreal good fortune they've dealt with during this run. How many starts have Oklahoma's quarterbacks missed due to injury since 2015? Due to injury? Yeah. Uh, I believe that answer is zero. Uh, I think it's now, zero. There's now, been some Kyler like, Murray, missed starts Kyler from Murray suspensions and stuff. Yeah. For a, for a, for like a half or not a half for like a series because he was late to a meeting. Baker Mayfield did the crotch grab after the Kansas. And crotch <laughs> yeah. Right. So, yeah. So there were, a that was one of my favorite did. moments, by the way, I still use that gift with my friends. Uh, when we are insulting each other, we still use a <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Wow. Grabbing his crotch. Save that gift. In the bookmarks. That's good. That's right. That's right, man. They, they had it in 14, obviously. Right. Jason, the, the QB injuries. Yes. Yeah. 14 was when Trevor Knight was hurt and Cody Thomas now in the Los Angeles Dodgers minor league system. Yeah. Right. Right. Was starting. Yeah. So like they've just, they haven't had any of that specific type of bad luck that obviously we've seen, you know, LSU and Alabama and all, you know, all these big programs deal with at some point over the last few years. So is that, is that just not, what does Lincoln do that these guys never, ever get hurt or just always play through it? Yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's a good question. Because um, <laughs> I think if, I will, you're, if you're going under, if or if you even are trying to talk yourself into Oklahoma not making the Big 12 title game potentially, right? Like, it's just going to take a lot of bad luck, you would think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, They're certainly lot, talented yeah. enough to win all the close games. Sorry, 100%. Yes, I, I, I agree. They, they are, but... Um, again, I, I think they're going to lose somewhere along the way. And I will say, Sam, if Oklahoma does what you're saying and they go undefeated through the regular season, it would be the first time they've done that since 2004. Oklahoma has not been undefeated in the regular season since 2004, mm. Um, mm. Which, is, uh, which is pretty interesting. And it also doesn't quite seem right, does it? I don't know. It feels like they did at some point along the way, but they didn't. Well, here's the caveat, too, is where I'm going to make all the Sooners mad is uh, because last week I said on the pod that I think Iowa State's going to win the conference. I do. I think it's going to be in the rematch in the Big 12 title game. So I don't gotcha. think they get through the season unscathed, but I do think they get through the regular season. You think they're a 12 and 1 team? Yep. Okay. So then they both make the playoff? I don't know. Come Ooh, on now. You, now, great would, follow I, up, would I think that is, would I love that to happen? What are you sure. saying? Do, here, I think, do I think the committee would put two Big 12 teams in the playoff? Not in a million years. And that's not a slight <laughs> against the Big 12. That's yeah. an indictment on how the playoff committee would feel and you know you know what the how that would shake out especially with iowa state if iowa state's in a playoff position we're gonna have to start getting this conversation about brand and all that nonsense just the same way that we did with baylor Baylor and tcu because of baylor and tcu in 2014 uh had their names changed out for texas and oklahoma then i think one of those teams makes the playoff and so Uh, yeah uh so so yeah i do think that this is yeah my bold prediction is both of those teams are 12 and 1 and iowa state wins in the conference championship game when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That would be something if, uh, if as the Big 12 is imploding, it sends two teams to the playoff. That would be. I would love it. What a story. What a story. <laughs> let's do that. Story that. Let's do that. Let's make that happen. Let's <laughs> let somebody get a script. Let's write that one up. It, it, I, that would be a fantastic way yeah. to cap off the 2021 season. Um, and we know that if the OU and Iowa State are in the Big 12 championship game, Bob Bowlesby will have a rooting interest in that game. 100. <laughs> He's going to want to share that stage with Matt Campbell, not Lincoln Riley. I look. I it, it has been said to me that like you know the uh, I'm not saying this is the point of view of Bowlesby or anybody else in the conference office, but do people in the Big 12 want to see Iowa State versus TCU or Oklahoma State in the Big 12 title game? Yes, they do. Of this year they, they do. do. Yeah, <laughs> of course they do. Um, all right, so we've uh, we've gotten halfway through. Now we'll move to Oklahoma State, uh, OU's Bedlam rival. Uh, their over/under is set at seven and a half. Um, who wants to take Who wants to take the Cowboys first? I'll start. And I, I said last week when we were talking about the preview that I think they're a team. And Jason, you said it that when you don't expect them to do well, they typically do. But as I went down and started marking down these games. I think it may be a tough road for them this year. And so seven and a half, I have them under because I have them, I have them struggled a little bit in the conference schedule. So I have them under seven and a half. Okay. All right. Max. I, I think I like them over seven and a half, but I almost, if it were eight and a half, I would, I, I don't know if I would go there. You know what I mean? I think it's, I think they're kind of in that eight, nine win range. Um, obviously, as we've talked about before, the X factor there is just, you know, how much can, can Spencer Sanders elevate his play and take care of the ball and be consistent week to week and, and be, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in, in the big 12 this year. I think they'll find new playmakers. I think the offensive line will get better. I think that defense, which, you know, was, was, um, you know, top 10 in the country in, in the most, some of the most important factors, including third down defense. Um, I, I think that defense is going to be really, really good. Um, so I'll take the over, but you know, what, what do you guys see as the ceiling here for Oklahoma state playing in a big 12 title game? See, I, I think uh, the only, when I look at their schedule, I mean, I, I, the only two like for sure games that I think they will lose are OU and Iowa state. And I think they can beat TCU. I think they could beat Texas. I think, I mean, they've got a pretty, pretty uh, interesting non-conference schedule with, uh, with Boise state. Um but so, new staff there too. So a little bit of transition at Boise. Yeah. Um, but always sort of a threat. It feels yeah, like for they're sure. always sort of a threat. So sure. Tulsa too. Um, Tulsa, Tulsa's coming off a solid season. Yeah. 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 So I, I mean, I, I sort of look at the schedule and I, I think they're over, but I think they get to eight or nine wins. I'm not, I don't think they'll make the big 12 title game, but I think they'll get to eight or nine wins in the regular season. That's a team that when we talk about what I mentioned with Oklahoma, like that's a team that just had like kind of like the worst injury luck last year too, from that opener on. And so got it, got to be better on, on, on that front. When you lose your quarterback on the first drive of the season, it just, you know, they got through it, but I mean, it still throws things off quite a bit. So I, I, I would, I would say this max about that. I think that you could, make a comparison to Kansas state there because Illingworth got all that work last year. He may yeah. be a little bit more prepared if he's asked they, he when they, when they threw him out there last year against Tulsa, they, he was just coming off. Oh, uh, Courtney, yeah. they had no idea what he was going to do. No idea. Yeah. So yeah. a little better now for sure. For sure. Yeah. All right. So next we've got TCU, which uh, Max and I, I know have both been pretty high on, on the horn frogs. Uh, they're over Smashing under Smashing that seven. over TCU to the moon, baby. Let's go. <laughs> I, I'm over too. I'm fully over. You guys probably could have predicted that if you've listened to this podcast. Now, Sam is where I'm, I'm interested to know what Sam thinks. Yeah, no, I'm definitely, I think I've been on record both in print and on this podcast that I think TCU is the third best team in the big 12 coming into this year. So I've got them over. I've got them winning seven conference games. I have them losing only to Oklahoma and Iowa state. I've got them winning every other game in the league. Uh, they'll win two, at least two of their non-conference games. That SMU game, the Iron Skillet, that one's going to be tricky because SMU is pretty good. 
but uh, but overall, I think this is uh, definitely an over seven point five. Hey, where, where are they at with Mordecai versus Stone, Sam? Uh, you know, it's actually from what I've been told, it's been pretty, pretty, uh, pretty close. But but yeah. I think Mordecai is going to end up being the okay, star. okay. But Stone has Stone has had a really strong camp and has performed really really well. But Mordecai knows the offense. He's a little bit more experienced. Uh, you know, he he he's he's got a little edge. He's got some chemistry with Grant Calcaterra. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so I, I think he's going to end up being the day one starter. They got, I mean, they got the pieces to put up some points this year again. Yep. Yeah. Reggie Robertson's back. Uh, they got a lot of great receivers. Calcaterra, yeah. like I mentioned, all conference caliber. Danny Gray. They got some, uh, yeah. They, and Ulysses Bentley was fantastic last year. So that's yeah. going to be a, that's going to be a really interesting. Game. And I honestly think TCU Cal will, you know, I don't totally know where Cal's at, but I still think with the, it, it, you know, first of all, just super excited to have this, you know, cheese it bowl rematch yes right? absolutely they uh they, but their first four games are at home uh they they, yeah. they they do not leave home until october 9th when they go to lubbock to play text tech so they're in good their schedule sets up pretty well yeah yeah i'm, well, I'm over uh, i'm over i'm on the record don't don't let me down frogs we're 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 believing this year zach evan season baby i just think the d line is going to be really legit uh, you know i think that I, it seems to me like there's a lot of confidence internally that this is one of their most talented teams in quite a while. And uh, so, you know, it's all got to come together here. They have to find a way to win close games. And that's been certainly the tough thing over these last couple of years. Um, but I, I like TCU. I think that it sets up pretty well, especially if they can beat Texas and they know how to do that. Um, I think it sets up for them to, you know, while, while having some good challenges, potentially go five and zero going into that game, you know, at Oklahoma on October 16th. Yeah. I mean, I, I really think the battle for third place is going to come down to that TCU Texas game. Um, and uh, that leads us nicely into Texas. Uh, the, the Longhorns are next. Uh, their over under is at eight. Um, we'll start with the Texas. Wait, wait yeah. I should oh, mention okay, if, okay. if we're that high on TCU, okay. then the regular season finale, November 26th, TCU at Iowa State. Like, do we think that's a game? that plays in, you know, the, the winner goes to, to Arlington. It's possible. I think very possible. Yeah. The I way know. I have, the way I have a standing set up, I have Iowa state eight and one and TCU at seven and two in the conference. So to me, that is, that is That's the, the deciding game. That yeah. is the play in game to the big 12 championship to meet Oklahoma. Sweet. Well, that would be uh that would be a lot of fun that last weekend. Um, let's, let's move on to the Longhorns there at uh, over under eight. Um, they've got a, an interesting and perhaps difficult non-conference schedule. Uh, new coaching staff, uh, new quarterback, all of those things. We'll start with the tech spurt, Sam. I think eight's the right number. I, I, yeah. I, I had a you little just, bit of You just early. said that you didn't want to push. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to push. I don't want to push, but I think they're an eight and four team. And I do think they're an eight and four team. I, I have them losing to TCU, OU, and Iowa State in conference. And I think they, they could potentially split one of those non-conference games. Uh, if, if you made me choose one or the other, if you made me choose over or under, I think I'd go under. Uh, well, I just, I just, I just, there's still some holes on the roster that I'm not comfortable with yet yeah, from where they sure. are. After, after watching practice, I think they're a good team and I think they've got a good foundation. I think they're an eight and 14. Uh, so I think, like I said, I would push. But if you made me pick over or under, go nine and three or go seven and five, I think I'd, I'd veer towards seven and five. Sam, what, what if we said they're an eight and five team? Yeah, I think that's, does that does that seem fair? Yeah, that's a, that's about right. I think because I, I, I like the fair. under here, but I don't think that they're. I think eight wins overall when you include the bowl game. I think is probably the right. Like if they get to that, I, I don't think people should say, "Man, that was kind of a rough first season for Texas." Like, and obviously, you know, nobody likes you know every loss there is a big deal, and, and it depends how you lose them. But I think if they get to eight wins, period, this year it, it's it's a solid year one. Yeah, I think so too. This this is a team that, like I said, it's a good team, but not a great team. And they lost some really key pieces. You know, Sam Ellinger, obviously a, a leader there. That they've gone. They've got to work in a new quarterback. They've got some some holes, particularly at linebacker. Uh, that, that you know you that you're a little concerned about. Uh, but they do have a star in B. John Robinson. Uh, I, I'm curious how quickly will Xavier Worthy become a star playmaker for them? Uh, he certainly has shown out. In camp, but they need another guy like that that can stretch the defense. How quickly do they pick up this offense? And the thing is, that's tough about this Texas team is those first two games are tough. That Louisiana team is good. They're experienced. They beat Iowa State's behind last year. 
And so they're coming into Austin with no fear and, and no, nothing to lose. And Arkansas, I mean, they're going to, we've talked about this before. They're going to be ready in Fayetteville for Longhorns. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's weird. I, I really like, I weirdly don't worry a ton about their non-conference. Like if, if, if y'all, if y'all feel like, you know, it's possible they go one and two, like I'm, I'm, it's possible. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that couldn't happen. And, and, you know, I think, which one are they more likely to lose? Do you think Louisiana or Arkansas? I'd say Louisiana. What do you think, Jason? I don't. I don't know. That's a good question because I do think they're going to lose one of those two games. I okay. just don't know which one. I I, th- I could see them losing to Louisiana because I think that's a really good team, and I could see them going to Fayetteville and losing because I think that stadium is going to be rocking for that game. I think people are. That's an old Southwest Conference rivalry. Yeah. Um. I, I think Arkansas is going to be confident. I think for Arkansas, it's all everything for them is going to come down to KJ Jefferson and how well he plays because yep. there's sort of been some mixed reporting out of their practices about whether he's going to be able to do what Kendall Bryles wants him to do or not. And I think that's uh, that's going to be interesting to watch. But um, I, don't know, I saw yesterday some in, in Arkansas the uh, on a radio show. Uh, they were debating whether or not Arkansas fans should rush the field if they beat Texas. I said, absolutely not. You don't rush the field for beating a team that's been mediocre for 10 years and a team Arkansas beat the last time they played. But uh, I thought that was kind of an interesting question because they might rush the field if they beat Texas. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> I I think that – so I, for me, like I'm not so hung up like on the non-conference part. I could see them going 3-0 in that. I just think – and we've talked about this on this podcast, but what what are the positions on that team, Sam, where you're like, damn, they're really good besides running back tight end. They're really good at tight end. Uh, I think they've got, Maybe. They, they, I think they've got a ton of talent there and, and a lot of it is young talent, but I mean, the Cade Brewer and Jerry Wiley are going to be solid. I, yeah. I like Wiley, but, but even he hasn't still really totally broken through as being kind of a every week, at, at least in terms of the usage last year, he didn't get those chances. Well, he's, he's going to get the usage this year. And I don't think they're going to throw the ball a lot to him. I mean, Jeff Banks seems to think that he's going to be more relied upon as a blocker. But then I look at those freshmen that they brought in, those three freshmen, Gunnar Helm, Juan Davis, and Jatavian Sanders. Those guys are really, really talented. So I think that's the next best position I feel good about. With so them. we're saying that one of, the, one of the best positions is the one where they've got three three freshmen out of five. True, no doubt. <laughs> no, this, I mean, this is where this is where they are. I think like you'd say you position, like them at nose. I mean, do they have? I like them or, in the interior. I like, tackle, I like, I I like more I mean, more Ojemo and Keandre Cobra, and I think you feel really good about what you have there. And they're starting to develop some depth there. there so. There's there's some, the, the front line guys on the D line are good, but like yeah, I just don't know. I mean, they've got you know maybe you could say quarterback could end up being a strength for them, but I, I, there's just when you compare them to a TCU or an Oklahoma State right now, and that's how they're going to be compared this year, just in terms of looking at the standings and stuff, and, and Iowa State. I just, you, it's just hard to be like really blown away by this team. No, I agree. I agree. That's why I think eight and four is is the right number. Pushing. Yeah, I don't. Goodness. I don't think I actually answered the question yet. What do you I'm, got, Jason? I, I I I think eight is the right number. That's okay. that's sort of what I think too. Okay. Um, I, I I could see it being nine. I could see it being seven. I think they're right in that range. So, all right, we got two more teams to get to. Uh, we're getting a little short on time here. So we're going to try to be, be as quick as we can. Texas tech is, uh, is up next. They're over under set at five. And I, I think it's under, and I think it could be a couple games under that. When I look at their schedule, um, I, I have them at four, but, uh, but I'm curious what you guys think. You, you guys probably know more about that team than I do. I'll start. I, I, I like them going over actually. I think this year they're finally going to break out. Uh, they, that, that first game against Houston, uh, I think they're going to win that game. I think Texas Tech is better than Houston right now, and I think they go into NRG Stadium and win that game. That'll put them at a 3-0 and start. I mean, they'll win their next two uh, con- uh, non-conference games after that one. So going into conference play at 3-0, and they, they've, got, they've got to find three wins in conference. I think it's totally possible. I think they can beat Baylor. I think they can beat West Virginia. I think they'll beat Kansas, and they could steal another one from someone else, but I definitely, I, I'm picking over. I think they're, they're at least a bowl team this year, in my opinion. Looking at that schedule. And I, and I think I, I want to say like, I, Sam, I think we agree. Texas tech is, has like upgraded their talent level through, through the portal and all that. Like, I think we, you know, I, I'm not saying that. Uh, I, I, I think they're, they're going to be a pretty talented team. 
and I, I don't totally know what they'll get from Shuck. And, and there's, you, know, you can pick a bunch of different spots where you say, you know, we'll, we'll see, but the, the, their schedule is really interesting to me because let's say, let's say you start three and okay. Let's say you, you beat Houston and start three and oh, which, you know, we'll see on that. But I looking at that schedule, I, I almost feel like it sets up where they could go get, get to like five and three. And then it's like, potentially really tough to get to six because look at the last four games on the schedule. You're at Oklahoma, Iowa state coming to Lubbock, Oklahoma state coming to Lubbock and then at Baylor, like you could lose all four of those games. Yeah. Possible. I still think they're going to beat Baylor at the end of the year. You think so? I do. I do. I just, I just think they're a step ahead in their development from, from where Baylor is right now um, overall. And I, I, I'm, I'm high on Shuck. I think Shuck paired with Sonny Cumbie at offense coordinator, I think it's going to make magic. I think they're going to be a really good offensive team. Okay. All right. Well, I think uh, I, I, well, I'm, I'm going to take I, now I'm the, I, this one. I'm really torn up. I, honestly, I think it's like, like five might. I think I'm going to say, oh man, I don't know. I'm going to reluctantly say over, but I could see this one truly going either way. The other thing about tech to remember is I think their defense is a lot better than people realize. Okay. They took a big step forward last year defensively in conference play, and they've got virtually their entire linebacker room back, virtually their entire defensive line back, a lot of guys on the back end. They got a lot, and they brought in some transfers, like you mentioned. So, I think uh, I, I I think that's a good call, Jason. What do you think? Well, well, I you said, I, you said I under. Opened, I opened by saying under, so I will not be welcomed in uh, in Lubbock if we uh, ever <laughs> do gonna, a live show in Lubbock. Throw some tortillas. Um, throw tortillas at you, Bubba. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> at, at least uh, at least uh, OU doesn't go there this year, so I you know I can I can avoid the wrath. Got nothing but love for Lubbock, Texas. I just think they're not quite at five wins. But okay. all right, so let's uh, let's wrap it up. As with, I said at the jump, too, someone's got to lose these games, right? Like we, yeah. we can't say over on everybody. That's right. Right. Uh, and last in that spirit, we've got West Virginia is last. They're at six and a half, and I've I've got them at under two. I, I think they're uh, they've got a really interesting non conference schedule with Maryland, with Virginia Tech. I mean, th- th- those are very interesting games. And then uh, I I really like Neil Brown. I'm a real believer in in what he's doing there. I, I just I just don't know that I see him getting to to six to six wins. Uh, Max, what do you think? I think that they are. Like big picture, I think they're still one year away um, in terms of like the talent level and, and being, you know, building towards being a big 12 contender. Um, I think the schedule is interesting because you've got two power five non-conference games. Now I could see them winning both of them. I could see them beating Maryland and Maryland's, you know, it's hard to know what to make of Maryland when, uh, you know, with the, the short big 10 schedule last year, obviously I could see them beating Virginia Tech and that might be you know, get things in motion there in terms of, of Justin Fuente being pushed out at Virginia tech this year. Um, that's, that's, that's going to be an interesting coin toss game for sure. Um, I think I, I kind of want to, this one, I, I just literally didn't write one. I, six and a half. I, I was super torn on this one. What do you, you guys can talk me into this either way. Honestly. I, I'm, I'm, I think they're a six win team. I've got them slightly under at six and a half. I think they're a bowl team. I think they win a few games in conference. I, I, I think I think like you like you, I think they could win both both of those, all three of their non-conference games and both those power five non-conference games. But uh but yeah, I, I think they're I, I have them to six, six wins, so slightly under, but I still think they're a solid team. They're like you said, I think probably a year away. I like some of the pieces they have, but and I love the job Neil Brown has done. I think I think he's smart, he gets them to play hard, uh, he knows how to build a winner. So I, I think long term they're fine. I, but I think they're a six win team this year. I, if they if they went out in non-conference, I think they get to seven. Um, I think I think, that's I think they can do that. Um, now you, I you think know there there's you know you can't have the the letdown games like they did sometimes last year. Um, but um, I think they can if they, if they can beat Maryland and Virginia Tech, I think they can get to seven. Well, I, I would just point out that Maryland does have a recent history of season opening wins against Big Twelve teams. So um, <laughs> what are you referring to? <laughs> oh, um, well, okay. So we, we made it through, uh, through the over-unders. That was really a fun conversation. And, and this is just, I think the bottom line guys, this is going to be a fascinating season. It always is in the big 12. And that's why, you know, I'm a little sad to see this conference uh, falling apart because there, it may, there are a lot 
of really, really good games in, in this league throughout the, throughout the season, uh, yep. throughout the seasons. And, uh, and I think that we're going to be in for, for some of that this year. Cause there's so many games that we talked about that. I really don't know how they're going to go. That's what makes it really interesting is that that middle group from three to eight or three to nine, it, it can be really challenging to differentiate between those teams. And that's why it makes it hard. Like we said a week ago, I don't think a team has gone undefeated in this conference since 2016 in conference play. So it's hard to do. And there's a reason for that. You know what else? I, I would love it. You know, um, I would love it if the realignment drama can just go on the shelf till, till January, you know, and we could just Agreed. really lock in on this season and really, really enjoy and really, you know, dive deep into this season and, and, and let that stuff kind of just simmer down for, for a few months. I agree. I, I could not agree with you more. Um, thanks guys. And thanks to all of you as always for listening. We're here every Thursday in the Andy Staple show and friends feed. So if you haven't already, please subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find our stories on The Athletic. If you're still not a subscriber to The Athletic, you can sign up with our latest promotional offer at theathletic.com slash one true pod. That's theathletic.com slash O-N-E-T-R-U-E-P-O-D. You're going to get comprehensive coverage of this Big 12 season and the future of the conference. So now is a great time to sign up and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.